What's up and welcome into the Around the SEC podcast, done by myself, Jack Shingle, and as always, I am joined by the two greatest co-hosts of all time, both Will and Pat. Today we have a lot to talk about. Obviously, we have to talk about the games from last weekend. We'll be going over the scores for those, but diving deeper into them to analyze what it may mean for the team's future. We also will be talking about the games coming up and the lines associated with those games, giving predictions and trying to make you some money. So with all that being said, let's get into it. All right, getting right into the meat of this episode. Let's talk about these games from last week, Will. A lot of that. Yeah, we'll just kind of go through these pretty quickly, just going over the games, and we'll dive in deeper as we get into specific individual teams. Starting off with Chattanooga at Kentucky, a game that was 28-23, which was a lot closer than I'm sure pretty much everybody expected. It just is what it is there. Tennessee Tech at Tennessee. Tennessee wins 56-0. Missouri wins 59-28 versus SEMO. Texas A&M beats New Mexico 34-0, which is a great, great game for them. Coming, I mean, New Mexico is not great, but it's a great bounce-back game for them. Arkansas destroys Georgia Southern 45-10. Mississippi State drops one, or you could put an asterisk next to that one, 31-29. Yeah. Georgia at South Carolina ex- went as expected, 40-13. LSU in Central Michigan. LSU I did a lot better than I thought they would, 49-21. Auburn at Penn State, one of the best games of the week. 2028, which we'll have to talk about that one later. It was a great game. Yeah. And then Tulane at Ole Miss, 61 to 21. Could have been a lot worse. That one was that, a that slip was, and slide. Yeah, that, sure. uh, that was that was nuts. Yeah. Uh, and this, supposed to go to that. this one was a lot closer than I expected it to be. Vanderbilt falls to Stanford 41 to 23. And that was honestly a closer game the score than the score actually shows. And then the last one. Alabama at Florida. Alabama wins thirty-one to twenty-nine, and I'm sure Jack has a lot to say about that game. Yeah, I I do. Um, I mean, I think last week I I did mention, you know, was I guess in Alabama's two previous games before this. By the way, we're going and talking. Yeah, about we're talking Alabama about team now. news. Yeah, yeah, we're going. We're just, we're just going. going into Alabama. So before we even start last week, you know, we were talking about Alabama. I was. I even said. Is Alabama just not as good, or have the teams that they've played just been at a better level? And to be honest with you, I don't think this Florida team is that good. I don't know. So this, in my opinion, I still think Alabama. Let's be clear. I think Alabama is a force, and they probably will. They're no, not even probably. They're not going to have a problem in the regular season, but when they hit Georgia. I guarantee you. No one believes me when I say this. All the Alabama fans hate it when I say this. But Alabama should be terrified of Georgia. Yeah, they should be able to run it all over them. Alabama's defense, after the first quarter, Swiss cheese. Absolutely. I mean, Florida just ran it down their throat. You never see that happen. Not in a Nick Saban defense. So. Not, not a Nick Saban defense. Yeah. And so... But they did win the game, which yep. on the road at Florida in the swamp, that's always impressive. Yeah, 3-0. That's at the end of the day. Let's talk about let's talk about that start though for Alabama. Twenty one to three, man. Yeah. I thought the game was over. Shout out to Dan Mullen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Dan Mullen absolutely getting his guys to stay in that game and not really let go of the rope. Because again, it's Alabama. It's hard not to you get down against Alabama, you pretty much give up hope. But as a Florida fan, I wish we had gotten a quote from Alex on this. Yeah. But we sh- we should have done that. But 
one of our friends who is a Florida fan. I can only imagine the roller coaster of emotions that he was. Oh my goodness, yeah. Because we were texting throughout the whole time. He had a lot of quotes. It was very interesting. Yeah. Not safe for, for work. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I guess the key question out of this game is: Florida better than we thought? I've already shared my opinions. I want to hear y'all's. Is Florida better than we thought, or is Alabama worse than everyone expects them to be? I, I don't know if Alabama got complacent. I don't even know what to. How to view Alabama at this point? Now their running back Brian, Ro- I think it's Brian Robinson, but the number four Robinson running back, really good. I mean, just slips out of every single tackle, and that might just be Florida not being able to tackle. I don't know, but if, to me, I think it was a mixture of both. I think Florida might be just a little bit better than we think, and I think Alabama. I don't. Think, I'm not even. I don't feel comfortable saying they're worse. I think it. It was just one of those games. Okay. What about you, Pat? You got anything to say? Um, I'm I'm a little concerned about Alabama right now. Yeah, they won the game. Um, rushing attack for Alabama was pretty average. I think their offense is average at best right now when it comes to playing a solid defense. And the fact that... They got outscored in the second half. They allowed 254 yards rushing on the game. This is not the same Alabama defense we have seen in years past. So I'll say an elite offense going up against that defense is going to shred it. Uh, So this is a little little concerning for Bama right now. Yeah, It's almost like... So Alabama had that extra week of preparation, obviously, playing whoever they played. I can't remember. Um, it was almost like the first quarter they had a script they followed. And once they got off that script, they really struggled. And you see that a lot of times because some teams have the first 20 plays scripted, first yeah. 25 plays scripted. And after that, it's managing the game. And did Bill O'Brien do a good job of that? I have to say no, obviously. But I just wonder, it's like once they got off that initial game script, what happened? Um, Ten points in three quarters after the first. I think again they have a lot of young, a lot of young guys starting on that offense now, and I think maybe to some degree, in the swamp they probably bent a little bit more than they probably should have under the pressure. But and this is and this is a Florida defense that's missing a lot. Jaden Hill, their linebackers are hurt. They're, they they're missing a lot, and they're not. I don't think they were world beaters before that third and Grantham. So. Uh, it just is what it is. But, yeah, um, obviously Alabama Alabama still wins the game. Um, Funny enough, also with that win comes uh, – uh, okay, I'm just going to say this. After that victory uh, against Florida, the Dodd Trophy, named after the Georgia Tech head coach Bobby Dodd, named Nick Saban Coach of the Week this week for that win over Florida. I just thought I'd bring that in, bring that up, see what y'all thought about that yeah. real quick. I don't think much of it. I don't care about a Bobby Dodd trophy. No offense. All right, well, that's fair enough. What about you, Pat? You think anything? Th- think anything about that? I don't think he heard that. I don't think right. he heard. Yeah, we're having some connection issues with uh, Pat. So if, he, if there's a moment of silence here and there, we're sorry. But <laughs> yeah, let, we let's move on to let's move on to a great game with Auburn. You mean Arkansas? Oh yeah, Arkansas. You're just gonna yeah. skip right over the Hogs, right. man. Uh, whatever. Well, I'll just throttled Georgia Southern. <laughs> Arkansas moves up to 16th in the country. Who would have For, thought? Um, not me. I didn't think we deserved 20th. I honestly think 25 is a good place for us. But Arkansas, like Will says, throttled 
uh, Georgia Southern. Um, KJ Jefferson really came alive in that game, To in my opinion. I think he looked amazing. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do playing the number seven team in the country, Texas A&M, coming up this next week. Oh, but we didn't cover Alabama's next game. Yeah, I was wondering why we didn't do that. Okay, but well, you okay, kind of pushed me I don't think it's a very big game, but let's just cover that real quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it real quick. Alabama will be playing Southern Miss. Uh, All right, moving on. Yeah, um, that'll be, yeah, slaughter. Anyways, um, let's talk about this. There's, you know, Arkansas beat Georgia Southern. They didn't look fantastic, but they looked really good. Um, looked like they knew what they were doing, and they were very much probably preparing for a much, for what I think is going to be one of the best games of the week. Obviously, I, I, I'm tempted to say that because I'm going to be at this game. So if you are someone that listens to this podcast and you're going to be at that game, let me know and, uh, yeah, send us cool pictures, I guess. Um, anyways, I want to hear y'all's thoughts about this game. We'll give our score predictions later, but um, so I guess... So we're just skipping over Georgia Southern. There's not much to talk about Georgia. I mean, yeah, Arkansas, that's what I'm saying. Arkansas just did the thing against Georgia Southern. Now that we're getting to SEC teams, we'll obviously have a lot more to talk about. But talking about this... Arkansas-Texas A&M game. I, I'll get into my score prediction later. I'm, I'm, I'm riding this Arkansas team again, ranked 16th in the nation. I don't know about that. But also, I don't blame them for being ranked so high because they've, I mean, they, they've looked impressive uh, with this game. I, it's going to be what Texas A&M team shows up. Is the, the Texas A&M team... Is Texas A&M rounding into form right now, or... What like is that girl's? Have we have we seen what Texas A&M is, or do they have something else to show? Essentially, what you're saying, right? Yeah, and almost you look at Texas A&M last year, where they came out of the gates really slow and then turned it on. Of course, they don't have a Kellen Mond at quarterback. They have Zach Calzada right now, and I don't know how I feel about him. So I don't, I really don't know how I feel about this game. I'm very torn. So yeah, um, I, I all I'm gonna say is it's gonna be a defensive clash. I will say, I do think it's going to be low scoring. The one thing I do know about Texas A&M, their defense is solid. And their offense isn't very good, so I, Texas A&M's defense is a lot better than Arkansas's defense, but their offense is also a lot worse than Arkansas's offense. So it's it's, it's a very weird matchup that I'm... Arkansas with a very elite group of running backs right now. Yeah. Uh, no one, They haven't had a running back actually go over 100 yards yet, but... Um, they're running for 300 yards a game. Yeah. Let's see if Pat can hear us. Pat, what do you think about the Arkansas-Texas A&M game? Okay, he can't hear us. Yeah. Damn it. Oh. I'm sorry, Pat. He, <laughs> this I feel really bad. I, he's just kind of – he's a passenger along uh, along for the ride. But Arkansas, like I said, now 3-0. and um, Moving. I guess we can move on to uh, Auburn then. Yeah, well, what a week for Auburn, by the way. And I don't even think it's all negative, even though they lost this game. Obviously, the yeah. game... They do the... fall to 23rd instead of 22nd. Yeah. You, you can lead us off on this one. Yeah, well, let's talk about this game. Obviously, I didn't watch it live. I only watched what happened after the fact. And, man, Bo Nix just... Is it possible that he's getting worse? Because he didn't... Look good. Look, Bo Nix is not an all-star. He will, He's not going to be an all-star. He's not going to be the five-star quarterback that came out of high school. He's not He's not that. It's very proven. He's not getting better. Bo Nix is not getting any better. He is what it is. He is what he is. Um, 
But I think that's good enough for the first year under Brian Harson. I really he you needs know, to out he needs to recruit over him by next year, hopefully. But at this point, Bo Nix is fine. I think he can win them games. Well, he didn't win them this one. Brian Harson even said after the game, obviously commenting about um, Bo Nix's inability to make the downfield plays. Um, it was very evident if you go back and watch this game why Penn State won this game because I do think you plug and play some different quarterbacks into that Auburn offense, I don't think Penn can hang. Oh, well, no. But, but, but that's what I'm saying. They just don't. This is the first year under Brian Harson. They went to Happy Valley in a wideout and was in one possession with a chance to tie it up. I don't think you can ask much more from that with a first-year head coach. Like, like I, you can, but if you're an Auburn fan, you're just really upset. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I would be extremely ecstatic because Brian Harson through the first three weeks has really impressed me. To take this pin to take this Auburn team, and again, it's not like it's a full rebuild. There's talent on this team for sure, but to take them in the third week of his in the third game of his career at Auburn and hasn't been in the South and goes to Happy Valley and damn near beats him, that's impressive. I don't yeah. care who you are. You know, the the jury is kind of still out. I would say on Penn State whether or how good they are. They are ranked pretty high. I don't think okay, but I don't think they're tenth in the no, nation. No, I, I agree with that. But even if they're twentieth in the nation, going to a top, tw- they're clearly a top twenty five team. I I disagree. To, I think by the end of the year, both of these teams fall out. I completely disagree with that. But uh, because Penn State's already beat Wisconsin and Auburn, that's two two of the, one some of the biggest games on their schedule. If they lose to Ohio State, Minnesota, they're not going to drop out. They're too high. Um, I figured that one. So, yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about um, their game this weekend. Hold I, up, hold up. Pat, do you do you have any thoughts on this? Okay, so, uh, you know, back connection issues are fixed. Um, cool, cool. I, I, I feel pretty, pretty good about Auburn right now. That was an impressive game. They didn't come out with the dub, but uh, one possession game, I feel like... Later in the season, T.J. Finley, the backup at Auburn, is going to get more opportunities really? to see the field. Interesting. I, I I feel like Bo Nix is just not there. I, I agree and, with that. I just don't think T.J. Finley is any better. And I, I feel like, you know, sometimes you just plug in another quarterback, see how it runs. If it mm. doesn't, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? At this point, probably. I guess you're right. I, just, I don't think Bo Nix is. Look, he's not great. I don't think he's that bad. He he did lead a Arkansas Auburn team to almost beat a really good team in probably the most hostile environment there is. In I wouldn't say football. he led that team. I, looking at his stats, he didn't do much of anything but say, "Go." I mean, say call yeah. what it is. I guess I, I'm still impressed. See, I. I feel like Bo Nix is just he, – he can't win on the road. He's won one marquee matchup on the road, and that was Bama his freshman year. And I, I Did he he's just – he's not a big game quarterback. I mean, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I'm not claiming that he is. I just – I think he's good enough for what Auburn needs this year. I agree with what Will said there. I, I actually kind of do agree with what you said, though, Pat, about I think by the end of the year, his – his seat's already pretty hot, if you ask me. I mean, if you watch him play, it's not very good. Even his highlights kind of look like mid-lights. But, uh, I mean... No, was so stupid. Just, <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Yeah. So who, who's Auburn got uh, this week? Uh, they have Georgia State. So I do I do think Auburn wins this game, barring something some kind of catastrophe. 
but you know, either way, that's all. That's yeah, all. It's just I, Georgia State. Yeah, it's just Georgia State. Now hold up, Georgia State did upset a certain. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk. About it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess we probably shouldn't talk. I about take it back. I take it back. I'm gonna Tennessee. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> well, I guess we can go ahead and move on to the number eleven Florida Gators. Are they still ranked eleven? Yeah, they're still ranked eleven. Okay. All right, the Florida Gators took on the Beast at home this weekend and almost laid it, to be honest. Florida is two and one after lost Alabama at home, thirty-one to twenty-nine, in a game that. Let's. I mean, we talked about it earlier. First looked like it was going to be a blowout. They got down twenty-one to three in the first quarter, and it seemed it was over. But the Gators' defense stepped up, only allowing ten points in the over the next three quarters. Which means, after the first quarter, the score was twenty-six to ten. The Florida Gators completely outplayed the Crimson Tide for three quarters. Now again, they didn't win the game. It, the first quarter is what it is. But I mean, just kind of, what are your thoughts on that? That's pretty insane. Um, you don't see that much. You don't. You, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because again, the first quarter happened. It is what it is. Alabama won the game. When's the last time that happened? That wasn't in the Super Bowl. Uh, in a college game. When's the last time an Alabama team got up that big and just kind of coasted? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. Good example of it actually would be probably Oklahoma Georgia. Funny enough. Oh, uh, you know what? You're yeah. You're actually right. But um, yeah, that's pretty insane. Uh, the Gators. That was a good game though. Yeah, twenty six ten. Emory Jones took control of quarterback one, I think. Now, what do you? Now, this is obviously the biggest topic conversation for the Florida Gators. Anthony Richardson going to this game, everybody was like, "It's a foregone conclusion, and he might not play this game because of his, because of his hamstring." But Anthony Richardson's gonna get the job, right? Yeah. Well, Emory Jones almost just took down one of the best teams in college football. Does that kind of? It's, it's not gonna hush it. Anthony Richardson's still gonna play, but does that at least? Let him hold on, maybe for it, it buys him an extra half. Because if Emory Jones plays bad against Bama and they they're not close, Anthony or if Emory Jones doesn't play good, Anthony Richardson's probably starting against Tennessee. Have y'all seen? If not starting, I mean, playing a lot. Have, sorry to cut you off. Um, have you seen that video of Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson uh, with Tim Tebow? I have not. At the swamp. Well, it's essentially a video of Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson and Tim Tebow throwing the ball at the goalpost. Okay. Tim Tebow hits it, obviously. Richardson hits it. Emory Jones, however, misses by quite a large margin, and that's personally. I mean, I mean, you, I don't, I don't, <laughs> look, you're just throwing it a goalpost. He might have just. Had it I just I'm not. I'm not. I'm not reading too much. I'm reading and, into it. By the way, Emory uh, Jones sit on the bench. You got another half. Okay, so Emory Jones' stats, just for reference, was 18 for 28, 195 that's passing bad. yards. One interception with 77 rushing yards. The Gators' rushing attack was phenomenal, yes, especially in the second half. Yes, Malik Davis and Naquan Wright were explosive. Um, as far as closing thoughts, and I'll, I'll let y'all have closing thoughts on this. One, Demarcus Bowman for Florida has not done anything. Who was the five-star tra- uh, running back transfer from Clemson who had, was supposedly going to be really good. He hasn't barely played. Uh, again, that running attack running straight through the, the teeth of the Alabama defense, you don't see that much. And it's almost like is Alabama's front seven not as good? Because coming into the year, Florida's defense was not – or Florida's offensive line was not that talked up. It was almost a worry for them, a weakness. So it was very surprising. Just y'all's closing thoughts on uh, what was a great game. Um, Again, I kind of said it earlier. I think, um, I think Florida's probably a little bit better than we gave him credit for. Um, I think Dan Mullen's a better coach than – um, maybe we even thought, uh, honestly, 
I've had my doubts about him, but I mean, this is one of those games you look back, you were going to look back on and say, man, I don't know how we missed it, especially because I think I think he's good. He's good enough coach to take Florida where they need to be. Yeah, eventually, not not this year. Pat, what you think? Okay, so I, you know, I was impressed with the fight from Florida. Uh, my biggest concern for Florida coming into this year was their defense. Yeah, that first quarter happened, and uh, <laughs> but. But holding Alabama to 10 points the final three quarters, making the adjustments, that was big. And I agree with y'all. Emory Jones, he he bought himself a little time, but I feel like Anthony Richardson's the future. Um, it feels like if, he it feels like he could be a Heisman winner. It really does. Does this, feel, does this kind of feel to y'all like it did with Felipe Franks and uh, Kyle Trask? No. You don't think so? This no, is, the Kyle Trask had nowhere near as much hype as Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, yeah. like I seriously think he could be a Heisman winner. Mm. I, I think, but I feel, I, I do feel that if Alabama and Florida were to meet at the end of the season in Atlanta, I think Florida could could potentially take them. Just just from the showing the last three quarters of this game. Yeah. All right. Um, just kind of looking ahead, Tennessee. Florida has Tennessee. This upcoming week in the Swamp at 7 o'clock on ESPN. Just a few things to think about. Um, one is Florida just – I don't – I've had Florida winning this game, period. Yeah. But just there's some things to think about. Does Florida have a hangover from this game? Are they looking ahead to Kentucky? If, if, there, if there's any worry in this game, which I can, don't think there I is. Think Will's, I think what Will's trying to say is he's really hoping that Florida has a flop this game. Well, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But another thing, are we gonna, how much are we going to see Anthony Richardson? How good does he look? Again, me hoping – not very good, but we'll see. Um, those, are, those are some things to think about. Again, you want to avoid the hangover from losing to Alabama. Teams don't play as well after Alabama. Plus, Florida has Kentucky the upcoming week, which, as much as I hate to say, is a much bigger game than the Tennessee game for Florida. So, again, these are these are things to look at for Florida. You don't want to slip up because Tennessee can put up a lot of points. That's the whole point of the team. So, you don't want to slip up and lose that game, which, again, don't think it's going to happen. So, do you all have any thoughts about that game? I do not. Pat? Um, not really. <laughs> all right, that, fair enough, fair enough. Moving on to the Georgia Bulldogs. They had a workmanlike performance against South Carolina at home this week. They won 40-13 to on the back of a great day from JT Daniels, who went 23-31, of 31, 303 passing yards with three touchdowns. I didn't even know he was back. Well, he is. One interception. The Bulldogs are now 3-0. and the love in the rushing, the love in the rushing and passing game was spread out pretty much evenly. As Adani, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Adani Mitchell and Kendall Milton have having their best totals for receiving and rushing again. It was pretty spread out among three to four receivers and running backs, so stats really aren't that impressive for individually. As far as my thoughts, Georgia subbing in Stetson Bennett. This is basically the only interesting part of this game. Georgia subbing in Stetson Bennett for one series was weird and didn't end well as he threw an interception in the one series he came in, which was like the third series of the game, I think, or fourth series. I wonder what they were doing. Maybe they were trying to catch him off guard. I don't know. But there, there's a little note of this game. Arch Manning was in attendance for the game, so you got to love that if you're a Georgia fan. That was a very wild crowd and should have been a great experience. Uh, as far as y'all's thoughts on this game, if y'all have any, um, Georgia took care of business. Um, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. Obviously, South Carolina was never going to be able to compete, in my opinion, this year or really compete. 
uh, for much in the SEC. Yeah, I saw some South Carolina fans like mad that they didn't compete in this game. Like, who do y'all? No offense to South Carolina, but who do you think you are? Like, come on, now you're not competing against I think Georgia I, right now. Yeah, this is the fact that that, that Georgia didn't put a fifty burger on you, and I think the fact that you scored thirteen, you should be happy with. Georgia's one of the best defenses, no, the best defense probably in the entire realm of college football right now. Yeah, Jordan Davis in the center. Of that, by the way, if. You know what? I was going to save this for South Carolina, but if you didn't watch Shane Beamer's post-game it was comments good. about Georgia's defensive line, it was hilarious. Go find that. I was going to play it, but just go find it. It's really funny. We'll, we'll retweet it on our Twitter. So uh, make sure you go follow us at around underscore SEC on Twitter if you want to interact with us, interact with us there uh, and then obviously see stuff that we're talking about on the podcast. Okay, so as far as this game – George, looking ahead, the Bulldogs have another sleeper this week as they go to Nashville to play uh, to play Vanderbilt. I wonder if they'll be preparing for Arkansas, obviously. There's no point for Georgia to prepare for Vanderbilt. That's so pointless. So they have Arkansas next week, which looks like a tougher matchup than initially than I initially thought it was going to be. So I disagree. I think I think uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I don't think Arkansas has a chance in this one. Alright. <laughs> you don't? Uh, I, I don't. No, okay, I actually don't either. But, um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tougher matchup than it was, Vanderbilt. It's not going to be a there's no look, There's no point for Georgia to prepare for Vanderbilt. Their second strings could roll out there and beat them. So, yeah, I agree. That's what it is. Moving on to the Kentucky Wildcats. They are 3-0 and after they decided to give the home crowd and Kentucky fans around the world a show and maybe a, some high blood pressure as they squeaked by mighty Chattanooga FCS Chattanooga. Chattanooga was driving down 16-21 to on Kentucky's 35-yard line when they threw a pick six to the thanks of all Kentucky fans. Tyrell Ajon. Uh, essentially, as the game is, he got a pick six, and Chad did come back down and get another touchdown. But Kentucky came away with the twenty-three to twenty-eight win. As Just y'all's thoughts on that game. By the way, quickly, Will Levis, Will Levis's stats: twenty-three of thirty-five, two hundred fifty-four yards, two touching, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Kentucky couldn't run the ball. They had twenty-five attempts for a hundred yards. Wando Robinson did go off with one hundred eleven receiving yards on three receptions, I believe. And obviously the main play of the game, Tyrell Ajon with the interception. Just y'all's thoughts on this game. I think what you uh, said last season was pretty accurate. The Kentucky Mildcats in this game uh, did not do what they were supposed to do. Um, Obviously this game probably should have been blown wide open by Kentucky, but these games happen and it's not totally uncommon anymore that you see FCS schools putting up a fight against... Okay, here's the thing about this game. You think maybe... Okay, maybe Kentucky was looking ahead. They have South Carolina next week. You're looking, looking ahead to South Carolina. Look, look, you know, I've again, actually got probably maybe a little bit, but come yeah. on, you're not look. You're okay. not. This is a this is a spoiler. But do you want to, do you want to know what the line on that game is? No, we'll, we'll just wait. You have to stay tuned to find out, or just go to FanDuel. But you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Pat, any thoughts about this game? Just not Kentucky. So, not uh, looking impressive. It it was kind kind of a a stinker for Kentucky. I I was hoping for a you know big blowout. Um, this goes back on my comments from last week. I, I felt like Kentucky needed to find a way to balance out their offense. They couldn't get the run game going against an FCS school, which, no, no offense to Chattanooga, but they're not a Georgian. That, that is a little worrisome that Kentucky couldn't get a push against Chattanooga. Sorry, Pat, you cut out there, so I had to cut you off. But, uh, yeah, it was a little worrisome that they couldn't get a push. But, again, I... <laughs> 
how seriously were they taking this? Obviously not serious enough. So what? what's the... How much do we really care? Is kind of um, what I'm I think in the grand scheme of things... I don't, it doesn't is, change my opinion. Yeah, no, I think change. this is still a really good football team, and I think they probably just overlooked them. And I think that's very easy to do when you're playing at FCS school, and I think Kentucky's incredibly talented, but I don't think they're you know, you, so talented that they can just ignore people. Did yet. you know there's only eight FBS teams that have never lost to an FCS team? Who's that? I, I, I know that. Tennessee's one of them. That's all I know. That's I know Arkansas is not. So <laughs> North Texas is that what it is? No, nope. North Texas is FBS. Uh, who, who was it? I want to say. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, if you don't know off the top, you're dumb. That doesn't matter. But again, this game, it, as much as it sucks, you still came out with the win. You, uh, went. My mind went totally blank. You still came out with the win. It doesn't change my opinion on Kentucky. I still think they're a very solid team, and they're the fact that if they had lost. It really could send their season into somewhat of a spiral, but they won, so and that's all that matters. Looking ahead, though, uh, actually, stop, uh, to talk about this real quick, they did get a commitment. Tyrese Fearbry, four-star edge rusher who was committed to Penn State, is from Pennsylvania, flipped to Kentucky over the weekend. This is a very nice pickup for the class that honestly needs it. Their average is .8785. You really want that up around the .90 range, which I'm sure they'll get, or the, at least in the transfer portal. Uh, they have 14 total commitments, and they are 32nd in the nation. So, great pickup for Kentucky. They need it. Kentucky plays South Carolina this week, and I don't expect an upset. I don't think Kentucky can look too far ahead, though, at Florida, because that is what's next week. Because if they overlook South Carolina, I don't like South Carolina, but they can't upset Kentucky in this game. I mean, shoot, Chattanooga almost just upset Kentucky. So, can't overlook South Carolina this week. They If they... Prepare for them right. They're going to smash them, and I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. It was the Citadel. Wow. 10-3 to 3 was the score of that game. It's really tough. What do you all think about <laughs> Kentucky and South Carolina? Um, I think Kentucky pro- – I think mm, – I think Kentucky finds their footing. I, I think it'll they'll be just fine um, at the end of the day. Um, I'm not worried personally about Kentucky in the long run. Like I said previously, they're 3-0, and I think they advanced to 4-0 after this week. I think South Carolina probably looks better than they did last week against Georgia. Um, so South Carolina fans, if you're looking for a game to watch, this is going to be a good one. I think you do look okay, and I think you see what Shane Beamer is uh, well made of. So. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Pat, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, You know what I, I'd like to say? I, I don't want to spoil my picks. Um, I feel like... It's going to be closer unless Kentucky prepares like I know Kentucky can prepare, which it's you know, hard not to. Couple, it's hard not it, to look it, ahead to Florida. To for but, oh, hold up, hold up! Yeah, I'm I'm very fine not not rooting for Kentucky. They can go straight to but, hell. <laughs> BBN's gonna come for you. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Hey, I'm a Tennessee fan. They know my feelings on them. <laughs> But I, I feel like uh, South Carolina is going to give them a little more fight than they're they're expecting. I, so, I can I can uh, see that because again for Kentucky, it's a massive game against Florida. It's a game they can go in and upset. Of course, Florida looked really good. Uh, but again, it's a game Kentucky can go upset them. So it's hard not to look ahead to that game. But yeah, that's all we have for Kentucky. If you want to move on to the LSU Tigers, yeah, we'll go. We'll uh, we'll go one more to LSU, and then we'll take a little break. Sound good to you? Sounds good. All right. So let's talk about this two and one LSU team currently not ranked. They took care of business against Central Michigan, but I am a little surprised that Central Michigan scored 
as little as they did. Yeah, I honestly, I, I from what I've heard, what you've told me Central Michigan has a very great offense, so I'm not surprised. Obviously, I didn't expect them to beat LSU. Jim McElwain coached Central Michigan, by the way. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't watch this game, so I probably should, but I probably should have. I'm I'm very glad, by the way. Last week, I wanted to predict Central Michigan to win, and I didn't just because. Something told me not to, and thank goodness I didn't, because that would have looked really bad. Yeah. Um, that would have been a really hot take, but it would have been a great one if it had hit. Yeah, we didn't. So it's all good. So let's – there's not really much to say here. I think LSU looked good. They looked like they had an identity um, in this game. I think actually Miles Brennan pro- – is it Miles Brennan? Uh, Johnson. Max Johnson. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. It's just two tall white guys. You know how it is. Um, they look the same in uniform. Yeah, they look the same. Well, the thing. hair. Miles Brennan's got the hair, though. That's true. That's true. But Max Johnson looked pretty good. I actually think he looked like a top four QB in the SEC. As well oh, as we okay. I think he looked he looked very good, very much in control, like another quarterback who I think is probably the best quarterback in the SEC right now. We'll get to that later, though. Um, yeah, <laughs> Pat's celebrating right now. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about this LSU Mississippi State game. I actually think this game could very easily go. Well, I'm not going to talk about it yet. But I this is going to be a game to watch. Which game is it? I'm sorry, LSU Mississippi State. Uh, no, this is going to be a great game. I see it coming down to the wire, especially with the storyline of Mississippi State just pounding them last year and that massive upset. Ninety percent of their yards. LSU is going to want some revenge. You think and so? And they might, they might have found something this past week. So, if I'm Mississippi State, I'm watching out. I'll get my score prediction later. But I think it's going to be a great game. I think it'll be a great game, too. Too bad I'm not going to get to watch it unless they have it on the big screen at Jerry's World. Yeah. I, I – oh, hold on. I, well, well, we'll talk about Mississippi State later. But for now – What do you think, Pat? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I did predict uh, Central Michigan upset LSU, uh, you know – just a personal thing, but uh, screwed up on that one. Yeah. But impressed that uh, they kind of found their footing offensively, which uh, tough words to swallow right here. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's going to be a great matchup between LSU and Mississippi State. However, I feel like LSU is about to bend over Mississippi State because of uh, that little, uh, little upset over uh, or getting upset by Memphis. But, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that after the break, actually. Yeah. So no, just quickly, what does LSU need to do? We need to start doing this with every team. What's LSU need to do to beat Mississippi State? Um, consistent run game. I, I'm more thinking with their defense. Keep... L- Mississippi State's offense has really showed the ability to stall out completely. I mean, so I don't think it's that hard to stop Mississippi State's offense right now. And if they can do that. Do what everybody else is doing to stop their offense. I think it will be pretty easy for their again. Mississippi State has a great defense. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but they just need to grind one out. And I think they can do that. I actually disagree with you. I think the run game is going to be it for Miss. Uh, going to be it for LSU because if you can keep your defense on the sideline, because Mississippi State's going to try and try and hit you fast. It's who they are. You control the game with the run. Mississippi State's offense is on the is on the field to hurt you. So if you can control it with the run, hit him, hit the third down throws. I think you're good to go. I think that's a win for LSU. Yeah. But okay. let's go ahead and take a break. We'll talk about. Well, no, no, let Pat, let my boy Pat talk, talk about it. I've been trying to get us to a break. I've, like five I've got Sorry, one guys. little thought. I, okay, so with Mississippi State, everybody drops eight. 
I feel like LSU needs to be aware that they Mississippi State can run the ball if they want to. They choose not to, but I feel like LSU just needs to be aware that there there is a running game uh, involved with football. So yeah, <laughs> let's, uh, just maybe maybe keep one guy up a little closer to the line than the rest and uh, see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's let's now, now quits. Can I take a break? You can take it to take. Let's let's take a break. We'll see you on the other side. Jumping right back in, we have Mississippi State, two and one on the season to this point. But let's talk about this Memphis game, man. We've already talked about their matchup from next week, so let's just let's get this out of the way because honestly, I, I don't know. Like it just, I'm pulling for Mississippi State here. Like I don't do that often because Memphis fans are obnoxious. They think they're good just because oh, they beat a mid tier. They, just because they beat a mid-tier SEC team barely on a technicality, they think they're all of a sudden on top of the world. But Let's just talk about what everybody wants to hear about. The ruling, the officials messed up, the SEC even announced as so. That play where, whether was it on, I can't even, I was watching the Florida-Alabama game, so I missed the play, but was it on a kickoff or a punt? I didn't watch the game, how does it work? Punt. It was on a, it was on a punt. Okay, yeah. my thing is, even if, he was right. If you're the punt returner, why would you just touch your hand down the ball and move on? Like why? That's an you, Arkansas moment like, against. Why would uh, you do that? That makes no sense to me. I don't. I don't know. That that really disturbed me. I, I don't know. Pat, what do you think about what? What do you think about the whole game? It's, I, I can't say Mississippi State should be three zero because even if that happens, that definitely does not guarantee them a win. But you know, it, that definitely did, definitely hurt. Probably didn't. See ya. Okay, you go on. No, 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 you go ahead. Okay, so, uh, well, let's just go on the record saying I I called it. Called Memphis beat Mississippi State. Um, I, I feel like it was unfair ruling, like you said, not necessarily guaranteeing them winning the game, but um, I just, we knew coming in Memphis has a high-scoring offense, they found a way to pull it out. Um, Mississippi State, they they got caught off guard. They'll, they'll potentially be fine down the stretch. I don't want to say they're gonna be fine because of uh, the old rivalry. I had them. I had them as two and one, and at the start of the start of the year. Um, I'm saying you go ahead. And I got to sneeze. Okay, so I just watched the play. Um. That's a downed ball. Yeah, that's under. I just watched it too with Jack. Yeah, that's yeah, that's completely different than what I thought it was. That's insane. He touched it there, and then it's very clearly palmed there. That's exactly what you're supposed to yeah. do. It's even downed by the official. I don't understand where the confusion was. Memphis fans, you lost. I'm not gonna say you lost this game, but you didn't win it. You didn't. <laughs> Win it from what I'm seeing there. That's probably the and biggest the, botched call I've ever seen. The in my worst life. part about it, it's the score call, the win and loss call, never going to change. Is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, I mean, other than I mean, other than Memphis just being bad, it's almost like Auburn that Auburn Arkansas game of maybe last year. Yeah, don't that, worry, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, that was like, definitely yeah, a fumble. At the end of the day, and by the way, this uh, refing crew has done this before. 
they should not ref a game for the next at least few weeks. And that's ridiculous to do that. I mean, team, I mean that's basic all these, football. Uh, all these players work hard all offseason. Then you're going to take a game, the opportunity of a game from them like that. That's I mean, ridiculous. yeah, because that's that's not the. Granted, you know Memphis still, you know scored after that. Yeah, all they scored was a field goal. But right? it hurts. Like it's, it's a big deal. Like even if it's not, it wasn't. By the way, uh, they can kill the clock. Pretty that much, that's a game changing. Pretty moment. much. I uh, just want to point this out: the Mississippi State Memphis game played out exactly like the Florida Alabama game, where both teams scored a touchdown late, had to get a two point conversion, and didn't get it. It happened exactly the same. Both of these games, which I thought was just very interesting. But. So, Memphis, I wouldn't be riding too high, to be honest with you. I think that's – you got very lucky because at that point you're up two two scores, and then you can just run the ball. Yeah. and I mean That's it, ridiculous. I mean, that's, that's absurd. Hey, we, we can harp on it all day. It is yeah. what it is. Mississippi State's got to look forward. Who do they got? Mississippi State uh, – we already talked about this. They're playing LSU. Oh, yeah, okay. So, so let's tough. just kind of quickly – we already covered the game for the most part, but let's quickly cover what's Mississippi State need to do to win this game? Mississippi State, they're going to have to stay on uh, – well, hmm. they have to – I'm going to do the inverse of what I said again for LSU. They need to keep – they need to keep LSU's defense on the field. They need to tire them out because at the end of the game, when that opens up, it's going to be over for them. And I think – because I think – this is obviously this is a well conditioned team. They're they're they've tried all season knowing, hey, we're going to go fast. Yeah. There's not going to be much time to they're they're calling four or five plays in the huddle. Period. They need to avoid Derek Stingley. Yeah. They need to let their defense do what they need to do and shut out this offense, which I don't think is very good. Uh, doesn't have oh they have uh, Keishon Butte. I think that's his name. It's a great weapon, but uh, I think they can shut him down and worry about everybody else. So great defense. Uh, forgot forgot what I said. And Pat, what do you think? Um, I think keep the run game for LSU in check because it hasn't. It has not, uh, you know, progressed through the season. Um, they could very well, you know, play it under the radar and get gashed. Um. I feel like they need to Mississippi State needs to mix it up on offense if they are going to, you know, pull out the win against LSU. Uh, I know it's a Mike Leach offense; they're going to pass the ball fifty plus times a game. But you need to mix it up, keep them off guard, and you have a chance of winning this game. Yeah, I agree. All right, so is that all we got from Mississippi State? That is all we have from Mississippi State. Moving on to the Missouri Tigers, who improved to two and one after beating Sebo fifty nine to twenty eight behind great production from Connor Bazelak, twenty one of thirty for three hundred forty six yards. Like his name, I know, right? I love saying it, Bazelak. All right, twenty one of thirty for three hundred forty six yards and three touchdowns. Tyler Brady nine carries, eighty one yards, two touchdowns, and JJ Hester had a ninety seven receiving yards with a touchdown, which I think came off like one big catch but whatever um the thing that sticks out to me is that missouri gave up 28 points to semo but upon further look they were shut out in the first half and semo scored 21 in the fourth quarter so while missouri was up by 45 that's when they started to give up the points because when i looked at the score i was like hold up 28 points to semo what the heck like it, that their defense should not be giving up that much but i'm sure i'm positive their second and third stringers were in near the fourth quarter being up 45 points so don't read much into it. Don't read much into this game really at all just because Missouri should 
take him to the woodshed and pretty much every time, Simo. As far as looking ahead, do you have any thoughts on that game at all? Um, no, it's Simo. Um, I, okay, so I said last week Missouri needed to find a way to balance out the offense. I feel like they did a great job doing that this week. They had three rushers over 45 yards. Um, Basilek, 21-30, more efficient as a passer. I, I felt like that was good for Missouri. That's a good tune-up game for them going into next week. All right, so looking ahead, uh, Missouri plays Boston College this week on the road, which is kind of weird to see. Boston College is 3-0 and has looked uh, looked okay beating Temple last week, 28-3. I could be wrong, but Temple's an okay team, I think. I think, right? Am I, am I right there? Guys, anyone? Okay. <laughs> 28-3. They beat, they beat Temple 28-3. Uh, that being said, I still expect Missouri to win handily. But You want to talk about uh, the, what I showed you before we started recording? Uh, what's that? The ESPN. Uh, yes, I would love to talk about this. Missouri, get back because Pat hasn't seen this. What do you think ESPN's percent chance of Missouri to win this game is? Um, I say because it's ESPN, like thirty-eight percent. It's tw- wow, twenty-one percent. No, it's twenty-seven point nine. Twenty-seven point nine. Sorry. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I know, right? Missouri's favorite favorited in this game, by the yeah. way, uh, by Fanduel by two, which is still ridiculous. Is Boston College like a world beater that I don't know about? Are they a mid level SEC team? I don't think so. So, um, <laughs> as far as betting lines this week, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what I'm taking: Missouri spread, money line, everything you can get there. Uh, this is ridiculous. And again, maybe I'm just totally missing something. Missouri's going to drive a mud hole in their ass. So, uh, I actually have an interesting prediction for this game, uh, believe it or not. Well, shut your mouth and we'll talk about it later. Closing <laughs> closing thoughts about this game. Just what y'all, uh, what does Missouri need to do to win this game? Uh, I don't know enough about Boston College. I'm going to say Missouri needs to take care of business, though. Keep it nice that's, and simple. That's kind of what I think. Just let Connor Bays like do his thing, uh, let, have a running game, and get prepared for next week when they. Play Tennessee. Uh, same here. Take care of business. Boston College, uh, more like Boston Market. Crap. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, let's uh, just SEC over the ACC. Let's just keep it running. Like, come on, oh, dude, can't a, even compete. The fact that Boston College is a Power Five conference is ridiculous. Ridiculous, but all right. Moving on to Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, Japan, I'm sure. What's their all-time uh, record against SEC teams? Look it up. Someone look it up. Who cares look it up. about that? All right, Pat. All right, well, Pat Owens, you can go ahead and start us out with Ole Miss taking beating down the Tulane Waves. Better than better than Oklahoma did, by the way. Yeah, um, a forty-point win over the Tulane Green Wave, sixty-one to twenty-one. Matt Corral just was having himself a night going 23 of 31 335 yards passing three touchdowns along with 13 rushes for 68 yards and four touchdowns oh man was on fire playing e, uh, ncaa 14 on rookie yeah um i mean he did a great job spreading out the ball uh jerry and ely uh lead running back finally had his breakout uh game going 15 attempts, 103 yards rushing. Uh, the defense looks strong throughout the game. The first half was a little worrisome, but they shut them out in the second half. I 
Yeah. If I, yeah, shut him out in the second half, um, which is impressive because of how close that Oklahoma two-lane game was earlier this season. Yeah, I agree. As far as my thoughts on Ole Miss, they just absolutely took him out into the woodshed. Uh, and I posed this question on Twitter. I kind of want to know y'all's thoughts. Is Ole Miss a playoff team? I think um... – no, because let's just look at this. So, I, do we think Ole Miss is better than Florida? Yes. Yes. So, do we think Ole Miss can beat Alabama? And if they can beat they, Alabama, I, mean, I said that at the beginning of the year. Though I think Ole Miss is very capable of going ten and two this year. I, I wasn't sure Ole Miss could beat Alabama, but now I'm actually quite certain they can for sure. So, if they beat Alabama, who's in their way of making it to an SEC championship game? And in that case, Arkansas. Okay, shut up. <laughs> and in that case. What's we'll stopping money. them? What's stopping them from Ole Miss going to the, the playoffs? I mean, I'm I'm being serious. Like I know, I absolutely believe you here. By the way, I do want to point out um, two things. First off, uh, Ole Miss did move from 17th in the nation to 13th, yeah. and I'm gonna keep firing up those rankings. Yeah, Boston College is 13, 19, and one versus ACC all time. I just said I'd look that up. Also, one last thing: talking about Ole Miss, the best quarterback in the SEC right now. Is on Ole Miss's team. By the way, he's second in the Heisman voting right now. Well, not voting, but odds. If right, you haven't right. watched an Ole Miss game, watch one and tell me that he is not the most in control quarterback that you've seen in a long time. I mean, this is like I don't even know. Like, yeah, oh, he's like, on Joe Burrow levels of in control of that offense. I'm not saying he's on the same level as Joe Burrow. I still don't. I don't know about Matt Crow at the next level, but I know at this level, he looks like he has yeah. everything buttoned up, nice and tidy, nice, really intricate knot on his bow tie. You know what I'm saying? I may be drinking the lemonade too much, but I like. I'm really, really digging this Ole Miss team. I love their defense. Again, is it, are they world beaters? Are they Georgia? Absolutely not. But man, this defense looks think- so much better. That's what that's and coming into the preseason, that was my problem with this team. I was like, okay, they lost their starting linebacker. They lost their best cornerback. This defense is gonna get worse. But whatever they did over the offseason, DJ Jerkin is making it some, work. Works some magic with this team. Because again, are they world beaters? No. But with that offense, are they more than good enough? Absolutely. So when they go down, by the way, they have an off week this week. They have an extra week to prepare for Alabama. When they go down to Tuscaloosa, I expect the big powder blue and red to take down the big old Crimson Tide. I'm just calling it right now. Have they worn the normal blue and red in a while, or has it just been the powder blue? I haven't. Uh, they 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 wore navy uh, for military appreciation. Yeah, but they but is y'all's official home uniform the powder blue, blue, powder blue, blue now? Red, but they didn't wear it. Sorry, no, official colors uh, navy and red. Well, I know, but like, are are y'all's official uniform? Like, are y'all's home uniforms the like officially the powder blue and red? I I, I don't think they are. No, but, uh, they just the, no. really 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 likes using them, and I, I think the recruits love them. I it's feel hard like not that to. it's going to be more of a staple. It was like the main uniform set, like back eighties, nineties, that kind of thing. But, so I I feel like a return to the. I I, I, I dig it. I think. Yeah. But yeah, what do, I mean? Just what are y'all? What are, what are overall thoughts on Ole Miss right now? I mean, just a team that Lane Kiffin, man. Who would have thought? I guess a bunch of people probably. Thought, but I mean, <laughs> Ole Miss, I guess. 
Uh, yeah, the, a school that's not scared to make a splash higher, and that's what happens. That's why I'm so mad at Tennessee because you, when you're not scared to make a splash higher, things like this happen. And Ole Miss, a, te- a school that's not exactly a championship level school, I, I don't, I hesitate to say that because I don't like talking about teams like they're not possible. I think they might be there. And again, the one thing that holds them back, they don't have the talent. The Ole Miss doesn't have Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Florida talent. They don't. They don't have that talent. But, man, the coaching, if it's not damn good, uh, makes the team look damn good. So, we'll, we'll just see with Ole Miss. I think we can move. Any closing thoughts on Ole Miss again? They have a bye week this week. One week extra to prepare for Alabama, which is just another look, icing on the cake. Look for Ole Miss to come out. Like you said earlier in the podcast about teams having scripts, look for Ole Miss to come out of the gate Guns blazing, and I guarantee you, if Ole Miss gets up on Alabama, there's no turning back because there's no team that can take the momentum out of a out of a out of an entire fan base like Ole Miss. Not can. to flex on everybody listening to the podcast. Yeah, Will's going to go to the game. We'll but I, I'm going to the game, so I, I will be. Uh, maybe we're going to like, I think I'm going well over 13 games. Combined this year, at some I'm, point. I'm, yeah, I'm going to three weeks in a row: Ole Miss, Alabama, Tennessee, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Ole Miss. I'm doing uh, Arkansas A&M, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and I believe me and Pat have talked about seeing an Auburn game at some point. So, uh, All right, <laughs> so let's move, let's move on possible. to South Carolina here. <laughs> South Carolina dropped their first game of the season, uh, 13 to 40 to Georgia on the road. And they dropped you two and one. This was Luke Doty's first game back. He did play, and he looked like he played the best defense in the nation. He was 13 of 26, 153 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Carolina did score the first touchdown uh, against Georgia this year off a of Kendall Milton fumble, which led to a 36-yard touchdown throw from Luke Doty in the fourth quarter. Um, almost most impressive, almost more impressive though, as South Carolina scored twice in the first quarter when it was oh, still a game. Oh um, now it wasn't touchdowns; it was two field goals from Parker White. But the fact that they were able to put up more points than Clemson did in the first quarter. Uh, by the way, Clemson looks like garbage. Yeah, they uh, do. Um, yeah, Dabo Sweeney doesn't have a quarterback, and all of a sudden he is nothing. Yeah, a little bit of a note for well, that's college football and football in general. But a little note for South Carolina, Josh Van had a great day. Three receptions, 128 yards, and one touchdown. So they might have their wide receiver number one on lock. South Carolina couldn't rush the ball. And a personal observation for me, well, not really. Did you see? Uh, okay, anyways, Georgia's defense is ridiculous. Marshawn Lloyd has not shown up yet this year, which, again, surprises me. On the year, he has 26 attempts, 95 yards, with an average of 3.7 yards per rush through three games against two bad opponents. I don't know if that's the O-line's fault or what I... Maybe it's the O-line's fault or maybe he's still recovering from that ACL. But he has not looked at near as good as I thought and a bunch of South Carolina fans thought. And again, that can still turn around, but it is what it is. As far as my thoughts about this week for South Carolina, one of the big things that came out, Pat, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Shane Beamer's comments after the game on Georgia's defensive line and just defense in general we're absolutely hilarious and very true. So if anybody, Pat, Pat, did you see these? I did not. Okay. Well, if to anybody that wants to go listen to that, just look up Shane Beamer, Georgia, and it will come up. He's just in his post game press conference, and he's just talking about Georgia's defensive line. It was like it was. We'll make sure we we'll make sure we tweet videos. Yeah, it was like a question of 
Um, why do you think you had trouble against Georgia's defense? It's like, well, damn, they have five stars all across the. They have a three hundred pound, six foot four dude that can do cartwheels, and they have that five like too deep. Of course, we're not gonna be able to run the ball. <laughs> it was just very real and it was very funny. So if anybody wants to go look at that, highly recommend. As far as looking ahead, South Carolina has Kentucky at home this week. This is a tough matchup. Uh, as most will be for this team. I am not saying that it's a winnable, <laughs> that it's not winnable, because it is winnable. Chattanooga almost beat them, so hell. Uh, but it is. Uh, but I see Kentucky rebounding and taking care of business here. What do y'all think? I mean, I've already talked about it. I think Kentucky wins this game. I don't think South Carolina's got the, got what the do, What can South they Carolina don't have do? What can South Carolina do to win this game? Uh, cheat. <laughs> oh boy um, uh. South Carolina needs to get like down and dirty in the trenches uh, the run game needs to get going uh, Luke Doty needs to put on his uh, take off pampers pull up his big boy pants and uh, leave his offense yeah. I, I, and, I, I, uh, are they still starting that um, I'm trying to think about what I'm trying to think about what they could do. One second. Uh, Got to check fantasy here. Ten points, ten points away. Ten points away. All right. Ten points away. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> let's go, Aaron Rodgers. Just so you know, me and Will are playing in fantasy this week. I have the worst team, and I'm actually about to beat him for some reason. Yeah, no, I did a bad week. Whatever. We're not going to talk about it. Moving on. All right. So <laughs> Every week's a bad close, week close, for me. Again, South Carolina against Kentucky. I can see them somehow upsetting this team. Maybe somehow. I just... Can't even think of a realistic way of that happening. So what you know, we'll just see. Um, as far as Tennessee, Tennessee improved to two and one after bludgeoning Tennessee Tech 56-0, which no one cares about. This is a game that Tennessee Tennessee was expected to roll in, so I don't take much from it. Honestly, uh, since I'm a degenerate Tennessee fan, I watched <laughs> every play of the game, and I'm not gonna lie, I rewatched it on Monday. Or no, I rewatched it on Sunday because again, I'm a degenerate. Um, as far as my few notes from this game, Tennessee struggled to run the ball. wasn't It wasn't really the game plan though. Tried to clean up the passing game, trying to get prepared for the Florida game. So I don't take too much into that. We have some offensive line injuries that they're they are coming back, so that should help. Tennessee cleaned up the penalties. They only had three penalties in this game, which is only? better. Yeah. Well, last week we had thirteen. So yes, they cleaned it up. And again, you could point to. They don't have to hold as much because it's a Tennessee Tech defensive lineman and it's a lot easier to keep them in front of you. So, and that could lend itself to that. There is still a quarterback controversy. Hendon Hooker looked good, but had some fumbles again. He didn't, again, he didn't look great. He just doesn't run the offense quite as well as Joe Milton does. Joe Milton was out this week due to, I don't know. I honestly think they just felt like playing Hendon Hooker. I, 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 that was their excuse. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know who's going to start. Maybe Joe Milton, maybe Hendon Hooker. Don't really think it matters. As far as another note, defense, defense finally made some turnovers. Tennessee was one of four teams without any turnovers in college football. They had four interceptions in this one. Hendon Hooker was 17 of 25, 200 yards, three touchdowns, 64 rush yards for one touchdown. I, again, I, I think he's going to start, but if he struggles, Milton's coming right back in, and we'll see what happens there. What are y'all? Th- do y'all have any thoughts on this game? Um, I don't blame you if you don't. I mean, just I mean, go. It's a, it's a, 
It's Tennessee Tech. Uh, I mean, it's Tennessee yeah, Tech. Yeah, I mean, I think the game was 56 to 0. Work out your kinks. Yeah. It, you it worked was, out your kinks. Good for it. 50 burgers, always hard to do no matter what level you're at. So, so yeah. I will say, Tennessee plays, looking ahead, Tennessee plays Florida this week. Florida's coming off Alabama. And they're like, okay, I'm just going ahead and say I'm not predicting Tennessee to win this game. Just, just stick with me here. Florida plays Alabama this week. Has Kentucky the next week. Could be hangover plus looking ahead. Tennessee basically had a week to prepare for Florida. Had an extra week to prepare for Florida. Plus, they honestly got a little practice going against Anthony Richardson and Emory Jones. Just Tennessee's tech quarterback was a running quarterback, and he did so all game. And I'm almost to the point where I think, because Tennessee Tech's head football coach is a Tennessee fan, he didn't play their starting quarterback because he was, quote, banged up even though he came in later in the game. He played a wide receiver running back. I low-key think that he might be helping Tennessee out in this one because he knew there wasn't any chance of them winning, obviously. I don't think that you you can coach football realistically and say that. He's a terrible coach. Like, he's a terrible coach. But I, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, why would why else would you play your wide receiver quarterback all of a sudden? Pray. Because Tennessee basically got three quarters <laughs> until he got hurt, got three quarters of practicing against a running quarterback. It was basically a live practice that mattered for next week versus Florida. That's basically what Tennessee got in this game. If there's anything to look at in this game. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. I don't know if he's intentionally helping him out. But... <sighs> no, but maybe. I don't know. I just like conspiracies. <laughs> but as, as far as, uh, so, again, Tennessee basically had an extra week to p- prepare. And with everything going on with Florida, I expect Florida to maybe only beat Tennessee by two touchdowns. So, well, again, you know, we'll see. So, that's any any thoughts on the Tennessee-Florida game that's coming up? What t- what does Tennessee need to do to win this game? What does Tennessee need Besides to do? Besides pray. Um, I have an answer. I think, I think honestly, just kept, keep... I think kept. you switch from McDonald's to Chick-fil-A and try again. <laughs> All right, I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> I'll see y'all next week. Um, I think it's more of try to catch Florida completely overlooking Tennessee. Plus, I don't think Florida's that stupid. And honestly, just if I'm a Tennessee fan, just don't let this be Anthony Richardson's coming out party. <laughs> like it, it's already happened with Baker Mayfield, Neyland. I don't need that part two. So let's just keep Anthony. Maybe go for his knees or something. I don't know, but. Anyways, moving on. I'm sorry, I take that not really. But all right, let's move on to Texas a He says not really, but he kind of. I've heard him say some really messed up stuff about opposing quarterbacks. I've lived with him for. Uh, I did. Say, years. I did send down a poll. Who are you rooting for? Tennessee or Alabama, Florida, or the injury tent? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's talk about Texas a and They're 3-0 at 7th in the country. They played New Mexico, and they beat them 34-0. Um, we've already kind of talked about this game. All that's left to do is predictions for Arkansas, Texas A&M. But if Texas A&M loses this game, is that season over for them? Because I, I think that it's a chance that they lose this now, game. Now, is the season over as in are they going to not make a bowl game? No. But if they lose to Arkansas, is their season a bust? Absolutely. But what if Arkansas finishes the year in the top ten somehow? Somehow. It's still a bust. You don't. Uh, at this point in Jimbo Fisher's tenure, it's make a play. I, I believe. Now, Texas A&M fans can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's make a playoff or bust. And then this year it's a little weird. You're placing your quarterback. Your offensive line is very young. So, again, or inexperienced. They haven't gelled. 
So maybe it's a little bit different, but at this point in Texas A&M with Jimbo Fisher, make a playoff or bust. Win the SEC or bust. So if you lose to Arkansas, it's obviously not happening, so I'd have to say it's a bust. It's a bust of season. Now, does that mean they're going to have a bad year? No. Do they, I think they're going to crumble? No. Um, it just is what it is. Pat, what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I I have to agree with you. It's uh, I mean, they paid Jimbo the big money to lead them to a national title, to a playoff spot, win the SEC. And I think just looking at 34 nothing against New Mexico, yeah, you took care of business, shut them out. First shutout of an FBS opponent for A&M since like 2015, something like that. I think their defense is damn I, good. The the defense is is solid, but they were a quarterback away from competing for a title, and Calzada did not look good. His, Calzada looks better. He he's looking better. But I, I feel like A and M. It, it's you don't hit the panic button on this game, but I feel like Arkansas does have a chance to win. Because I, I think their offense is more complete than A and M at this point. But Texas A and defense is much better. Their Texas A and defense week one ten points, week two seven points, week three zero. Now the opponents haven't been amazing, but it's still impressive. Impressive nonetheless. But I, I feel like Arkansas can give them a run for their money, and um, you know, it it's not gonna de- it's not gonna derail their season, but it's. It could have taken a great season to just an okay season. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Jack, I think that's... Well, who's Texas A&M have? Uh, we, just, we literally just talked about it. Uh, I'm about to slap you across the face. We have uh, one more team to talk about. Actually. One more team. We have Vanderbilt. And this, I actually have some stuff for Vanderbilt this week. I didn't slack off. Vanderbilt fell to 1-2 and two after a respectable game versus Stanford, losing 41-23. to Vanderbilt was fully in this game with under two minutes to go in the first half, tied at 14-14. But Stanford scored three times in the last two minutes with two field goals and one touchdown, making it 27-14, and honestly, that's the difference in the game. After halftime, they traded touchdowns, and the final score was 41-23. So you have a 13-point difference. Okay, well, then it fully. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I didn't... I didn't Oh, look, I did Vanderbilt give me some credit. I didn't fully do the math there, but, you know, whatever. The, the the last two minutes of the game is basically what really lost Vanderbilt this game. This is actually impressive for Vandy. I expected them to lose 52-13, to 13, so it's closer than my projection, and uh, the game was really closer than the score, if we're being honest. So watch out for Vandy this year, y'all. Um, UConn, we're looking at you. Garbage. All right, uh, do you have any thoughts at Vanderbilt Stanford? I'm surprised that Vanderbilt didn't get blanked. Yeah, okay. All right, <laughs> so Vanderbilt has Georgia this week, so that will be blowout. Unless it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. Um, that's a, so that's all we got. Now we can go, uh, we can take a bit of a break, and then we can get into our score predictions, betting lines, and everything else. All right, well, we'll see you when we do that. All right, let's get into these upcoming week games. Let's make some money. All right, just cut me off like that. <laughs> First, we have Missouri at Boston College, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. What are y'all's thoughts? Predictions? Um, and I'll start off. Oh, yeah, um, lines, please. 
Uh, yeah, lines for this game. Surprisingly, Mizzou only favored by two points. Uh, the spread is plus two. Boston College minus two. Mizzou money line is minus one thirty. Mizzou plus ten. Boston College and the over under is fifty nine. I will be saying my score prediction is thirty to twenty seven. Mizzou wins. Okay, so again, maybe I didn't. <laughs> again, maybe I'm missing something with Boston College, and they're a lot better than I think. I have Missouri beating Boston College 38-14. Um, I'm taking this line. I'm taking the spread. Um, come on. Missouri, Missouri's going to – surely they're going to hammer this team, right? Right? Somebody? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Oh, uh, no, I agree with you. Uh, my prediction, 35-14. to 14. Uh, Taking a lot of takes. Give me – show me the money, boys. <laughs> Run me my money. All right. Um, so, yeah, we were all on Missouri here. Jack yeah. a little closer than I'm, most. But I, am well, I, take, most but. I am taking uh, Mizzou to obviously cover the spread. I feel like this is free money. I really do. I don't know about free money because I think no money's free. You know, you, you, you can take Miss Winston's economics class, and there's no such thing as a free lunch, my friend. That is, um, that is true. That is true. And so I'm also going to be taking the Mizzou money line as well. Uh, it's good value in a parlay. All right. We have LSU at Mississippi State, 11 a.m. on ESPN. All right. I'll start off with the oh, yeah, lines. Yeah, I got to get the lines out of the way. Um, My bad. Yeah, you know, you're good. Um, LSU is favored in this game by two and a half points. Mississippi Ooh. State, plus two and a half. Um, obviously, the money line is minus 135. LSU, plus 115. Mississippi State, over-under is 56. Yeah. Now, I actually want to go first here because I have something I want to say, I've got Mississippi State winning this game 17-35. to 35, Or 35-17, I should say. Damn. So I'm going to be taking Mississippi State's money line. I'm going to be taking Mississippi State in the spread. I don't think this LSU team has what it takes to beat a Mississippi State team who's hot-headed because of the way that they lost last week. They've got something to prove this week. LSU may have something to prove after last year, but LSU is not as good as they were last year, yeah. I don't think. And I think Mississippi State only got better. I'm probably riding this LSU defense a little too much here, but I have LSU winning this game 17-14. to 14. I think they can. Again, the more I think about it, maybe I made a mistake because I don't know. Again, I, I think Mississippi State's offense is able to be stopped. I think that was shown against Memphis. Of course, I guess that was a – a lot of scoring there, but whatever. Um, I, I think they're going to show up, especially their anger from last year. They're going to play. They're going to play hard. This might be LSU's last chance to really get a win for for a little for a little while. I'm not betting on this team because one, I never bet on Mike Leach, and two, I'm not betting on this inconsistent ass LSU team. So, 17-14 LSU. Feel about it, Will. All right, so I, I'm. Going with LSU 21, Mississippi State 10 on this game. I think it's going to be low scoring. Uh, LSU's defense is going to show out a little more. Um, I'll take the money line on LSU. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, I can't do it to you. Yeah, yeah, for, for, yeah. I, I feel, I feel you, I feel you. All right, so is that all we got for LSU Mississippi State? Yeah, and again, I am taking. Oh, I didn't even say the over under for uh, Mississippi State and um, LSU fifty six. Yeah. All right, so Georgia and uh, by the way, I think it's a pretty comfortable under. Just saying, 
Um, Georgia at Vanderbilt, 11 a.m. SEC Network. Not much to talk about here. Georgia, 49-10. Um, I've got UGA winning 56-0. to The spread on this game is 34.5 points, so I am taking nothing in this game. Yeah. Uh, I could, I could Actually, re- no, I take that back because the over-under is 51.5. I'm taking the uh, over. I could really see this being a shutout. Like, I really could. I, for, I just hate I, – I feel weird giving an SEC team zero points, especially because I do like conceals. Maybe late in the game they get something going. I don't know. Uh, but either Pat, way, it's over 50 points. Easy. Um, Georgia scores first. Okay, yeah. so I've, I've got Georgia winning 63 to 10. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> that man said – I just, I just I don't, think, that, I don't Georgia, think – I don't think they run it Georgia, up very much. I think they could. Georgia's about to bend them over. I'm sorry, Vanderbilt. You're you're not getting taken to dinner before that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't get wine. But, they only get wine dined. They just get bent over the barrel and. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over on this game. Uh, money line on Georgia. Vanderbilt is just sacrificial lamb at this no, point. No, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to allow you to take the money line versus Georgia. There's no value in that. Okay, You're okay. Not we're going to take the over. Just the over. Okay, okay. We're not going to allow you to get easy points like that. All right, moving. Jack, did you say any thoughts about this game? Um, yeah, I already said I'm taking the over. Uh, UGA wins 56-0. Okay, moving on to Texas A&M versus Arkansas. 2.30 on CBS. 2.30 on CBS, and the line for this game is favoring Texas A&M 5.5 by 5.5 points. Obviously, the money line is minus 220 for Texas A&M, plus 180 for Arkansas. Over-under is 48.5, as, or is 48. I'm taking the under here, and I'm taking Texas A&M to win this game 20-17. Really? I bet that hurts to pick. But uh, I actually have... Have to be objective. I don't know. I actually think Arkansas can really win this game. It's just something tells me, just like LSU and Central Michigan, something tells me Texas A&M is still going to pull this out somehow, some way. So I'm giving Texas A&M 24-20 win. I'm not touching the game because, again, I don't really feel confident about that prediction alone. So um, The only thing I would touch is the under because I think these are two great defenses. I, there's no way they can I agree. I, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, you know what? I... I have confidence in this pick. Um, taking Arkansas 24-17 for this game. All right, all taking right. Taking the money line for Arkansas. Uh, I, I'm confident in Arkansas right now. Like, I like that. Texas like A&M, A&M does not have their guy, and I'm, I'm not trying to get cushy with the boss right now, but... Yeah. Arkansas win this game. Yeah, all right, yeah. You don't get paid, so you don't have a boss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just volunteer. <laughs> right. We uh, appreciate it though. Uh, Georgia State at Auburn, three PM SEC network. Um Georgia Georgia State Auburn, um the twenty third ranked Auburn Tigers are favored by twenty seven points. Listen. Uh the money line is plus sixteen hundred Georgia State, minus seven thousand uh for Auburn. The over under is 57. I have Auburn winning this game 52-10. to 10. I think the over is pretty – you said over 50 – 57. I feel like I feel pretty comfortable with that. Auburn 49, Georgia State 13. I don't know about – what was the spread? 27. Mm, last time Georgia State – it was a 20.7 spread. They beat Tennessee. I'm not touching it. I am touching it, by the way. I'm touching it very hard. Okay. Um, what'd, you <laughs> <say>? okay. <laughs> what'd you say, Pat? 
What did you say the over under was on this game? Fifty. Uh, no. V- yeah, fifty-seven. I'm gonna take the. Uh, I'm I'm thinking uh, Auburn wins forty-nine twenty-one, but I'm taking the over on this. I think Georgia State can can uh, shock shock somebody. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't think so. But moving on to the game of the week, Tennessee at Florida, 6 p.m. ESPN. I'm just completely kidding about the game of the week thing there. But Florida is favored by 20 points. Uh, obviously, the money line for Florida is minus 400. For Tennessee, it's plus 800, and the over-under for this game is 62. I have Tennessee losing this game 17-42 to against Florida. I actually have Tennessee losing 41-24, to so we're kind of in the same ballpark there. Not betting on a – because you would think, I don't, I don't you like would think Dan Mullen would be able to cover, but I thought for sure Dan Mullen would cover last year, and he didn't. So uh, Dan Mullen doesn't cover – I think he likes betting unders or likes betting the other team's spread because he really likes not covering the spread, and it's very annoying. So I am not touching this game. We um, did uh, touch on earlier this season when we were talking about coach contracts. He gets paid a lot lower than we thought he did. So yeah. all right, maybe uh, he's got to make that money back that's somewhere. True. That's true. That's true. Maybe he's with, maybe he's with the mob or something. <laughs> I can see it. I can definitely see it. Um, I've got Florida winning. Oh, shit. Where's my score? Sorry about that, folks. Uh, 42-21. I'm not. T- I'm not touching the game. I don't like. I don't like it. So a lot of us think, I feel like we're all in the same ballpark. Yeah, we are. We're about about a 20-point win for Florida. Pretty yeah. comfortable. Nothing too flashy. Which is the spread, oddly yeah. enough, but we're not going to touch it. Kentucky, <laughs> can, well, the fact that it's right there makes it even worse. Kentucky <laughs> at South Carolina, 6 p.m. on ESPN2. I'll just start off with this one. Well, again, you have to do betting lines. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> I don't know why you keep doing that. Uh, Kentucky is favored by 5.5. South, uh, what? Oh my god, hit the Kentucky. Spread. Yes, sir. And the wow. money line is minus 220, so that's even a good value, uh, to take Kentucky. And then the over under is 49.5. Like Will said, easily taking the five and a half, yeah. easily taking the money line. I've got the University of Kentucky absolutely laying one on South Carolina 35 to 17. Yeah, I, uh, my word, right on, right, right on step this week. I have Kentucky 38 17. Uh, yeah, there's not much to say. I think they're just going to com- control this game. Uh, another touchdown, Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. What's the score? What's the score? I'm two points behind, boys. Two points behind. Come on, Aaron Rodgers. No one's listening at this point anyways. All right, now, uh, Pat, no one cares. Southern Miss at Alabama. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, there's no way I win now. There's uh, no way I win. Okay, so I'm... Yeah, uh, I have South Carolina winning 28-21. Gonna take. I'm, I'm gonna have. Whoa, 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 whoa! You have a close game. Whoa, hold up. Who do you have winning? South Carolina. Oh, okay. What? Uh, yeah. You're gone. We just hung up on Pat. There's yeah. There's no. Point hold in, on. No point in being him being a part of the call anymore. <laughs> Did he leave? Oh no, he's still here. Okay. Okay. Enough of that buffoonery. Like you're out of here. Right. Pat, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> all right, not bad. What's your real prediction? South Carolina twenty eight. All right, back, back on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I, y'all, y'all, y'all need some bold predictions. And I, I, I'm there's a difference between bold and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, back. 
Lay off the beers, dude. <laughs> I, I only had one tonight. <laughs> Uh, are you missing a zero behind that one, or? <laughs> I am not. I have been a good boy today. <laughs> I've been a good boy. All right, good. Southern Miss at Alabama final game, sixty-three to three. No one cares about the spread. No one's betting on that. There's no fucking. Uh, there's no. Um, there's no value. I almost made it. No one's gonna be listening at this point. Six thirty. Uh, it's a six thirty on SEC Network. Is that, the, is that the last game we have to cover? Last game. All right. Well, y'all have a great rest of y'all's night. We're about done. Um, By the way, we all, we're all picking Southern, I mean, Alabama there, so. Yeah, don't forget, Lane Kiffin is still looking at that job at USC. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>